Welcome to Beyond Their Resumes, a career and professional development platform designed for you, the modern global professional. My name is Jerry Wan, and I invite you to join me every day as we learn from leaders from various industries representing the entire world. They'll share with us both their worst and best advice and a book that inspires them daily. Be sure to join our newsletter at beyondtheresumes.com, follow us on social media at beyondtheresumes, and share this with a friend, classmate, or colleague. Thank you so much for tuning in, and here now is today's guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Beyond the Resumes. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, we wish you all the health, safety, and happiness as we navigate 2020. Um, Maybe you're listening to this in 2021. I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but we're glad you're here. And 2020 has been or was an interesting year for full of introspection and full of um, just growing in whatever way that means for us. And so my guest today is an amazing friend of mine who started a podcast in the middle of the pandemic, highlighting fellow Asian American voices within the corporate American space so that we can all rely on mentors, both personal and impersonal, formal and informal, to help us get to wherever it is in life and career that we want to achieve. And I know there's a lot of content out there, almost too much content about finding your own path, your side hustles and entrepreneurialism. But the reality is that most of you are still continuing, at least in your early part of your career, in a formal proven track, whether it is in uh, the business, legal or other careers. So um, Min has a great podcast. It's called Upward. I suggest everybody download it and listen to it. He's got some great guests and great features. So uh, without further ado, man, Min, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You have spent the last few months talking to a lot of people and getting a lot of advice from uh, HR and career leaders and corporate leaders um, stateside and uh, really helping us navigate um, sort of the path that we may not have had cheat coach to earlier in life. Um, As many of our parents, immigrants across the board, didn't have the luxury of going to the schools that we went to, working at the companies that we want to work at. And so you're a person who has heard a lot of advice. But let's get the ugly ones out of the way first. Ben, what's been the absolute worst piece of advice you've ever heard, and why was it so bad? I don't know if this is something that I heard from one of my podcast episodes, but I think working two and a half years in uh, where I work is has been uh, be a people pleaser and uh, try to satisfy everyone, um, satisfy as many people as you can. Um, I think that is total... Um, baloney from working in a larger team and working cross-functionally there is I don't think there has been ever a case where a project that I I worked on or an outcome that I try to work towards satisfied every single person involved and it's often it can be be as small as like five people or it can be as big as like 30 people on a project Um, but whenever I try to please everyone saying like oh like I'll get on this or you know go back to the drawing board and try to rework something so that I can, you know, uh, please one person, it always dissatisfies another. So it's, it's never, it's an, it's a never ending game. It only makes you inefficient. It makes the outcome even worse than it could have been. Um, I think the best work out there that uh, as a, I'm, I'm a marketer, so as uh, the best work out there will always have haters. Um, and that's what I tell myself, um, especially in the creative space. There's never the right creative. The, there's no cr- right creative answer. So, uh, especially as a junior analyst, um, I'm trying to work hard. I'm trying to have everyone love me, but there are ways to get around and, uh, not satisfying everyone. And I think um, it's just about making sure that 
you know, everyone is looped in on the decisions, but just got to make sure that not everyone's uh, opinions will be will be respected, for lack of a better word. Look, at the end of the day, they're just opinions, right? Yeah. Um, it just right now, at least in the corporate space, some people's opinions matter more than others, mm-hmm. and some people's opinions are taken as not opinions. In fact, but as as you grow more confident in your voice, I think it's something we all learn that yeah. we can't please everybody. So, um, and you know, there's there's that old quote, you know, um. If nobody hates you, you're not doing life right, right? <laughs> like you have to stand for something knowing that it may rub some people the wrong yeah. way. Um, and, and so throughout your life, um, you've also heard some great advice, man. What is a piece of advice that really has made an impact in the way you see the world? Yeah. Um, this actually came from a conversation that not a long lot, long time ago with with Christina, who's one of our guests on Upward. Um, not only to my corporate career, but also just to, just in life in general. I think uh, she, she turned the... Uh, she, described it as tooting my own horn. Uh, all my life, I've been told, you know, hard work speaks for itself. You know, you should never brag. You should never be arrogant about your accomplishments. But especially in corporate America, I've often found that that is just simply not true. Uh, with great works always being done, great things are always being done. Uh, credit often gets diluted just because so many people are working on it. Um, so it's my responsibility and my right if I'm leading uh, or owning a project to Toot my own horn and say like, "Hey team, we've done this great thing. Check it out." Or, "Hey, you know, hey friends, check this out. Check this podcast that I started out." Um, just because if you don't say it, nobody's going to know. And especially for the smaller wins, smaller wins don't mean that they're not important. Uh, smaller wins means that you're still doing the work, you're still hustling, uh, but may not have the visibility that a bigger project might get. So, especially in the context of corporate America, when I you know send. A, a quick, simple email to the team. Hey, hey team, uh, we launched this program and got you know X impressions or got this award. It, it gets visibility all the way up into the uh, vice president and CEO levels, right? Um, and, and another co- a beautiful collateral uh, collateral or collateral beauty of that is the more people I share it with and the more I toot my horn, own horn, um, the more opportunities I get for feedback, um, whether that's positive or negative. I've always always been um, able to get feedback that allows me to become a better marketer, allows me to become a better you know, junior analyst. Um, and yeah, it's always always good to celebrate your small wins, whether however small they are. Um, and it especially applies in, in, in corporate America, I feel like. Thousand percent, man. Especially <laughs> in, in the culture that you and I grew up in. It's be humble, be humble, be humble. Yeah. And almost to a fault. And I, I think... Um, it actually works if you operate in a system where uh, people are always looking to. It, it's more of a um, community-based or you know collegial culture, yeah, or co- collective culture, as many Asian cultures are. But to apply those principles in a Western capitalist society where every man is more out for him or herself than what we were used to or what our parents were used to in Asia, that's why you see people almost. And I'm not I'm not attributing there's other systemic things in play here but asking for promotion asking for raises and saying look i did this look look at who's doing that and who's getting the recognition and the awards versus you know why do we have a reputation many of us of just being the silent workhorses and we're we're good hires because we don't we don't rock the boat so excellent 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 for those of you listening there's an old school book uh, called brag tooting your own horn uh peggy klaus great book and again it doesn't have to be a big press release. It doesn't have to be, ooh, look at me. It doesn't have to be humble bragging, but you should talk about your wins, especially if they are objectively verifiable and other people have said that. Yes. 
what is a piece of advice that you like to share with other people and what is that you want to leave to the next generation, Ben? Yeah, I th- I, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, I think, especially at a young younger age, I'm 25, um, and at, at the outside of your career, I think there's always this question of like, what's my passion? What 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 is my dream job? I think it's important for us to kind of take a step back from the industry that we have or the role that we have or the position that we have in corporate America or or el- elsewhere um, and really just think about what gets you excited and what gets you excited. Uh, Get, what gets you up in the morning. And this is so cheesy, but uh, for me, this intentional exercise of self-exploration and thinking about, about my identities allowed me to identify that, you know, I love mentorship and, and the fact that it goes both ways. I can mentor my mentors and my mentors will give me advice in, in the in the most uh, helpful ways. And I think everyone, regardless of age, experience can be a mentor. And I, I love that universality of mentorship. Um, and I also re- recognize that kind of related to that is that I, I love building communities. I love uh, b- communities rising up together, uh, helping each other out, especially um, people like me who are younger and are always looking for advice to be better and uh, be better employees, be, be better people. Um, so that action of taking a step back beyond the marketing world that I'm in, beyond the analyst role that I'm, I'm a part of, uh, really allowed me to hone in on my passions and Obviously, I'm still going through it. I'm still c- trying to find out what my passion is, but and I've had my fair share of the quarter life uh, crisis. Um, but yeah, it's it's allowed me to uh, find the passion projects that I'm really excited about. It's allowed me to find or uh, found uh, the podcast Upward, join Alpha Underground, which is a nonprofit, and join uh, be a more intentional member and contributor to the ERGs at work. Um, and that allows me to not only bring more valuable perspectives at work and to my work, but also just feel a little bit more whole because I feel like you are so much more than your nine to five. Um, the more that you can bring your passions and your true interests uh, outside of work into work and the work that you do, I think, especially as a marketer, it, it brings huge value to the team and the organization. I love it. I agree with everything you said, man. What is a book that you've read or that you're reading now that's really changed the way you look at the world and uh, that's given you a lot to think about? Uh, so currently I am reading. Um, so caveat, I am not a big reader, but I've been trying to read a few books this year. And um, one book is Racial Melancholia, Racial Dissociation. Um, this is by uh, author Eng and Lee, I believe. Um, it's kind of a uh, a dual perspective look. So they take on Freudian uh, psychology and critical race theory at the experiences um, uh, of Asian Americans. So they look at um, adopted Koreans, uh, for, uh, adopted, adopted children from Asian countries who grew up in uh, white households. Uh, they look at um, queer uh, uh, Asians and they look at intergenerational uh, Asians who came in the 80s and worked uh, their asses off to make a living for their children who have very vastly different experiences than they do. And they kind of go deep into what are the reasons why there's widespread depression and widespread mental health um, issues among our community and kind of get to the reasons and they define racial melancholia. I'm at the part where they're still explaining melancholia. I'm getting into dissociation, but it's such an insightful look at our experience and it allows us to operationalize um, the feelings that we've had. I definitely am like nodding the entire way through it um, just because it gives us the vocabulary to think about like, why was that? And what was that? And, why did I feel that way? So it's kind of like therapy for me right now. <laughs> Speaking of vocabulary, man, if you use operationalize as a verb, you might work in corporate America today. 
<laughs> Sorry, um, all these buzzwords. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I was laughing inside because, yeah. Uh, so if you use <laughs> operationalize and if, to, if the word solution can be used as a verb to you, um, <laughs> you're probably listening to the right podcast. Um, nice. Man, this has been a lot of fun. Um, if, if you want to hear more of Min's insights and see him uh, bring on his amazing guests and to share their secrets and their tips of succeeding in corporate America today from an Asian American perspective, do subscribe over at Upward. I'll put the links in the show notes and wherever you can find him. I'll also leave uh, the links to where you can connect with them on LinkedIn and wherever else. And if you're thinking about going into marketing, especially from a corporate role or just want to learn um, about what it means to be a part of an employee resource group um, at a very large multinational company, Minge your guy. Um, thanks so much for starting the podcast, giving folks a voice and sharing a little bit of your time and perspective with us today, man. Thank you, Gary.